This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about inferiority complex. Now, do you compare yourself to other people and feel inadequate or a failure in some way? This thinking that you are inferior can become like a heavy anchor which drags you down and affects every part of your life, your relationships, career, health and happiness. Well, in this teaching, we're going to be looking at what causes us to believe that we are inferior, what is the truth of the matter and what you can do starting today to shift your mindset and step into your power and potential. Okay, David, so this term inferiority complex, what does it actually mean in the Wu Wei wisdom teaching? Well, it's a complicated term, Alex, and I think if you directly put it into the Wu Wei wisdom system, we would be talking about CCJ, comparing, criticizing, or being judgmental. And so that makes it much clearer, because when you get into this inferiority complex, these statements gets very confusing and and very hard to clear up. So hopefully today we'll be able to clear it up much much easier for you. So are you saying that someone who suffers from believing they're inferior, they are subjecting themselves to this CCJ, the comparing, criticizing, being judgmental. It's like some sort of operating system that they've got going on in their mind which is creating the problem it's a little bit more complicated because they you're right they are ccjing themselves and they will ccj others but they do not want other people to ccj them so here's the complication so i'll go over it again they're quite happy to criticize compare or be judgmental about themselves They will quickly compare and criticize and be judgmental about other people. But what they're trying to do is to make sure that no one does it to them. They don't like it. So they fall into this really complicated that hopefully we can sort out today. This trap of going round of of criticizing themselves first before somebody else does, but then not wanting other people to criticize them. Oh, David, it is complicated because I'm kind of thinking, you know, a lot of people would just say, I don't even need someone to tell me I'm no good because I already know I am. So it's like an internal thing. It's like, I, uh, well, I would imagine that is a lot. So people would say, I'm not trying to avoid other people's criticism because I already know the truth of the matter. I am no good. So when you say, oh, well, this is all about me trying to avoid criticism from other people, I don't believe it is. I just believe it's like the truth of the matter is 
I'm no good. I've always been no good. And when I do compare myself to other people, it just kind of proves the point. Well, no, it's a little bit more complicated than that, Alex, because what they're doing, they're criticizing themselves negatively or being judgmental against themselves ne negatively as like future proofing. It's like, it's like taking a vaccine. They're criticizing themselves very harshly almost ridiculously harshly, hoping that if somebody else criticizes them, then they won't be so bad. It won't be so bad as what they've done it to themselves. So this is why it gets very complicated. And as you said in your opening, this becomes a kind of a pattern, a way of thinking, and they get drawn into this like a vortex, into this negative way of thinking until they cannot and they will not believe or think positively about themselves because they're sticking their head above the parapet, if you like, and they'll get shut down by, by others. So this is very much about caring what other people think, say, do, talk about you. And you're putting your power into other people's hands. And this is why we call it CCJ, criticizing, comparing, being judgmental. So... What I'm hearing you say here, David, it's almost like a self-protection mechanism. Yes. But actually, it's destroying us. Yes, that's, what, that's how the part of the mind that I would call the inner child sees it, exactly as you've just explained it. It's like getting yourself prepared for anything coming down the railway track that you don't like, being criticized. So... What the mind is saying, if I do it to myself really badly, then if anybody else does it, then it won't be so bad for me. I'll be able to cope with it. I'll be able to manage it. It won't hurt so much. So you see, when you start to take it apart, at the beginning it's very complicated, and it is, but once you start to pull the pieces out and deconstruct it, absolutely falls into the inner child way of thinking that they want to be slightly superior. They want to be special. They want to be highly thought of. They don't want to be criticized. They don't want to fail. They want to be perfect. They don't want other people to find their fault. So they set up this very complicated maze of confusion. You said a couple of weeks ago, it's like a game and although I know a lot of my clients are really suffering with this, but it is like a game. It's like the inner child is playing a game. And then the problem comes after many months, years, decades, the game becomes their identity. And this becomes so familiar, this way of thinking, this negative way of thinking becomes so familiar that they can't break out of their own game. David, I think a lot of people listening to this would really resist that concept that you've just said that somehow people suffering from inferiority complex, it's because they actually want to be better than other people. Yes. They want to be higher. They want to be on a pedestal. Because I, I would imagine most people say, no, I just want to be, I just want to be okay. I just, I just don't want to be falling behind. I just want to be like other people. That would be, the appeal that I think they would make to you. It's not about me and my huge ego wanting to be celebrated. 
what would you say having worked with people on this what is the actual truth i would say the actual truth is they want to be celebrated they want everybody else to hold them in high esteem they want to get the strokes and the approval and the validation from other other people they never want anybody to think negatively about them they never want to start a project and get it wrong and then somebody criticize them and so they're working on this very very tight line which can't be successful and as you quite rightly say is that instead of doing that and uh, they already have everything they need what is it they're playing this game about why can't somebody criticize you why can't somebody say i disagree with you why can't somebody have a different point opinion why can't somebody look at something that you've done and don't like it what is it that their opinion their point of view what they're saying is so important to you this is the key why is it what somebody else thinks says do so important to you and the next question why are you gauging and looking at your life based on other people comparing yourself oh look at them oh they've got a bigger house a better car they've got a better job they're earning more money than me always looking outside of yourself i love the daoist teaching on this Why are you walking in other people's footprints? Why don't you walk in your own footprints? There's the key because what other people say is far more important. David, the why the why is I I think it's because this is this system this desire for proving ourselves to be special started in childhood. It started in childhood because of the the systems we the family systems we were brought up in and then in a way as we've become adults uh society and consumerism and and it's almost taken over this need to compare and to always believe that we're somehow lacking and that we need to do something or get something or be something more in order to be good enough or to, in order to be on that pedestal and then feel like we can ah oh, breathe out and relax that's exactly right alex but if you listen to what you just said it's always about the 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 explanation you've just done it's about the person striving mm. having like i often think about it when i work with my clients it's like that cartoon with a donkey and a carrot just dangling outside and they're trying to reach the carrot they're always striving for something what is it they're striving for now they will say validation approval being liked being needed be being thought of this or thought of that but all the time when you do that what you're doing is you're putting your power outside of yourself and so again on this week what we're talking about is what i call shen your innate value and worth how can you strive extensively outside of yourself for something that you already have 
you already have value and worth. And you're absolutely right. Society, society value and worth may be different, but this is not what we're talking about because if you're chasing society's value and worth, you'll always fail. You're going down like a, an ever-decreasing plug hole because society's values and worth constantly changing. And so this is why we call it life lessons. You have to step back and look at really what is the most important for you. What is the most? And if you're unsure and you complicate it, if you're a parent, ask yourself, what would you teach your physical child? Would you teach them? Well, your value and your worth depends on what other people think about you. And if they change, well, you'll change. And you have to please them. And this is very important. Well, I really hope you wouldn't. But as we're talking about in this teaching, this is what you're telling yourself. You're putting your own value and worth out to other people. And then, like a headless chicken, you're chasing around, trying to get them to validate you. Look at the word, validate, give you value. Well, haven't you already got value? That's the key for you. Have you got innate value? As I say on many videos, let me repeat, when you were born, when you came into this world, when you come out of your mother, did someone have to give you a spoonful of value before you're worthy? This is a wrong thinking, like your physical child. You wouldn't give birth to a physical child and says, quick, can somebody give them some value and worth? But if you're looking outside of yourself, this is exactly what Alex is talking about, this trick you fall into, this mistaken thinking. And you're right, society, consumerism builds on this, telling you you need a better car, you need a better house, you need a better job, you've got to change your clothes, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to look a certain size, a certain weight, a certain hair color. And what they're trying to do is to encourage you to say that value and worth does lie outside of you and you have to earn it, you have to go after it. And this is the life lesson is this cannot be true. You are a spiritual being. You already have Shen. You should be following your unique individual path. You should be living your life. You should be accountable and take responsibility. It lies with you. And if you fall into the CCJ trap, then it's like water going down a plug hole. Do you think, David, for a lot of people, they are operating off the value system that was demonstrated to them or given to them by their parents. So, for example, a lot of people would listen to what you've just said. That, yeah, okay, that makes sense. However, but when I was being brought, growing up, and even now, my parents, my father, my mother, compared me to my brothers or sisters and that I was always the one who was underachieving. I was the one that was always good for nothing. They either told me that indirectly or or directly. And this has been like a dark shadow over my life because I've bought into that. That's their value judgment, but I've let it affect me now all my life. And it's almost like it's ingrained in me. What, uh, how, what can I do about it? If you listen to what you said, Alex, you said the first of all was correct. 
I've bought into that. Listen to what Alex says. I've bought into my parents' belief system. And if that's you, it's not even your belief system. You've bought into it. Now you've adopted someone else's belief system. Think about this. This is really important. Is this belief, even your belief, or as Alex has just said, and I agree with you, not everyone, but the majority of my clients have adopted other people's belief system as their own. And this is why this is so important, because if you fall into this CCJ trap, then that's what you're doing. You're comparing, you're taking on other people's belief systems, you're owning it as yours, but where's your accountability for what you believe? And again, many of my clients, when I say to them, would you teach this to your physical child? They laugh, they say, of course I wouldn't, it's ridiculous. Of course I wouldn't teach my child, well, look at your next, your friends, your next door neighbor, people at school, and copy their value. Of course I wouldn't. But then the question is, why are you doing it? And as you quite rightly said, they'll go, oh, well, it's ingrained. It's not ingrained. A belief system is just that, a belief system, what you believe. And you can change your belief. I do not buy into this idea of it's ingrained, it's so deep, it's a habit, it's familiar. These are all statements of you not being responsible for what you believe and why you believe it. I can't make it more simple than that. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? And if you want what I call the Shen test, then just ask yourself this, would I teach this to my physical child? Would I teach what I'm saying to myself to my physical child? And if the answer is no, You've just disproved yourself because now you can't believe it because you teach your physical child something completely different. So you're talking about a, a, what you call a dual belief system. Absolutely. Right? So double standards. Double standards. But, you know, so many people, David, ask us, oh, well, how do I change my belief? I've understood, I've identified I'm operating a dual belief system or I'm operating on a belief which is completely unhealthy and unhelpful and stagnating my life. I've perhaps adopted my father's belief system and he adopted his beliefs from his father and neither of them were kind of balanced or had a, an appropriate worldview. I want to have my own truthful worldview. How do I change this computer programming of my mind? Well, you've answered it yourself. <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. How do I change my belief system? If I operate a dual belief system, if I tell my physical child one thing, which I know to be right, but then tell myself something else, how do I change it? And you said, the pathway, oh my goodness, how many times have I said this? Take a breath now. Drop your shoulders. The pathway to your shed, to your worth, to your value is truth. Honesty, integrity. In your self-talk, what you say to yourself that no one else listens to 
Is that truthful? Is that honest? Does that integrity? Well, if you've got a dual belief system, then you have no integrity for yourself because the opposite of integrity is being hypocritical. And that's what a dual belief system is, being hypocritical. So again, it comes down to you being accountable for you. Not looking outside, not blaming other people, not blaming your childhood, not blaming what they said, what they didn't say, what they couldn't do, their poor parenting. It's about you now. What do you believe? And if you want a very quick breakthrough, what you would say to your physical child should be exactly, exactly the same as what you say in your self-talk. And only you know this self-talk. Only you know this little voice is going on in your head. But that's your voice. And that's you. And you are responsible for that. And no one else will change that. It's how much you, you value truth. It's how much you value honesty. And it's how much you value your integrity. So at the end of the day, it's Shen. How much you value and put your own self-worth. It's nobody else can give you that self-worth. And, and for a lot of people, David, listen to this. They may be kind of completely unfamiliar or unappreciative of their Shen, their value, that there is this other huge, fantastic part of them that exists, that cannot be touched, cannot be changed, belongs to them, does not have to be earned, can't be taken away. And that is the value of them. All the other stuff, all the other kind of uh, achievements, successes, milestones in our life, they're part of our journey. They're not to be dismissed, but they don't represent our value. But if we start to, I guess, appreciate the enormity and the wonder of our Shen, our higher self, this thing that makes us unique, then it, then, then we can step into our power and that all the other things become so less important. We're still operating in a normal society. We, we're not dropping out, flunking out, but it's like, it doesn't become our main driver. It doesn't become our main identity our Shen and getting to know our Shen and connecting with our Shen and checking in with our Shen, our higher self, is the most important relationship we we have. Absolutely, Alex. I couldn't disagree with everything you've just said there. I think that's absolutely right, that your Shen is not a commodity. Other people do not give you more Shen or top up your Shen or take Shen away from you. Again, using my Shen test, if your, if your physical child come home from school and said to you, Mummy, Daddy, <clears throat> my best friend says I'm useless, you wouldn't say to them, Oh, well, if your best friend says you're useless, you must be useless. This, this is ridiculous. But you say this to yourself. There's what you've got to clear up. That's what this life lesson is about. You've got to cut through all of the confusion because the part of your mind that I call the inner child thrives on confusion, on over-talking, confusing, saying the wrong things. And my job, I believe, is to cut through all of this and get to the facts. You either believe that human beings have intrinsic, have innate value and worth, or they don't. 
Now, if you say, no, they don't, David, of course, then the next question is very easy. And you can ask yourself, well, where do they get it from then? Oh, well, they get it from their parents. Oh, okay. Well, where do the parents get it from? Well, they get it from there. Well, you know, this is a nonsense. Uh, you don't get given a spoonful of value as when you're born and say, well, there you are. That's you topped up for all your life now. This is wrong thinking. You are a spiritual, divine human being. This is not something that's debatable, that can be given to you, taken away from you, reduced, added up, topped up by what other people say or what other people think. Or if you get a project wrong, or if you don't quite get 10 out of 10 as an, uh, on an exam, that's not affecting your value. That may mean you need to work harder on the test, but that's not your innate value. And that's the real life lesson here. And this is what you've got to think about you. This starts with you. And even deeper, this starts with your self-talk what you say to yourself, because that's what we're trying to get at. And no one, I can't get into your head. I can only say these things to try and clarify, to clarify the fog and the confusion and the, and, and the, and, and the uh, emotions you get yourself dragged into and just clarify your thinking. And the question is, do you have innate value and worth as a human being? And that's your question. And does that apply to your physical child? Do they have innate value and worth? Or do you have to give it to them? Or can you take it away from them? And this really is a question about this comparing, criticizing, and being judgmental. It never works. It cannot be works because you're moving yourself, as Alex said, into society. And society will change their values like a flick of a coin. One year something is really valuable, the next year it's not. And you'll be living like a, a leaf blowing is in the wind, looking at what people think, do, say about you. And that's not a good place for you to ground yourself in. Wonderful, David. So really the message is being super, super vigilant with our self-talk. Mm -hmm. So rather than it just operating in the background and kind of polluting our thoughts and our actions and our choices to... Uh, monitor it, to question it, to do this shen test, this truth test on it uh, every single time. And this will eliminate the CCJ that is happening all the time, this comparing, criticizing, being judgmental of ourselves and other people. Mm -hmm. Because if we do that on ourselves or anyone else, it's like we're, we're, we're buying into the system. It is. It's almost like you're you're contaminating your own thought process. You are kind of jumping into a muddy stream and, and and getting even more confused. And that's what the inner child part of your mind really thrives on that confusion. And we're trying to step back and say, no, this is not true. I am in control. I have got innate value. I'm not perfect. I will make mistakes. But being part of a human being is you learn from your mistakes. As we say on our model, you get back on the bike and start pedaling even harder. Yeah. Thank you, David. Well, I will put links in the show notes to uh, long-form teaching that we have done on CCJ and some inner child work and also our Shen video playlist so you can understand and build that relationship with your Shen and your higher self much, much stronger.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.